Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Jeffrey. And this is Eleanor. Have you visited our website recently? It's unwellpodcast.com. I wanted to remind you that that is the hub that we use to collect all things unwell in one place. We have transcripts to every episode in case you want to read along or double-check something you heard. There's info about our cast and crew. You can also find information about how to support us on Patreon. And... If you want, you can check out our awesome merch store. You can also find links to our advertisers. As an independently produced show, we really rely on our listeners like you to help us succeed. So whether that's supporting us on Patreon, simply telling a friend about the show, your support really makes this all possible. So check out our website, see all the things we've got to offer there. One more time, that's unwellpodcast.com. Once upon a time, there was a little girl who was lost in the woods, except she didn't realize she was lost. She thought the woods were a place she had always been, and so it felt like home to her. Yeah, now I'm not telling it this way. Once there was a town in the middle of Ohio named Mount Absalom. Mount Absalom felt similar to most Midwestern towns, a small and quiet community made of people whose families had been there for generations and some who had just arrived recently. It was a town of record stores and ice cream shops, a town that loved the night sky and put on a festival each year in honor of the celery crop. It was also a town filled with ghosts. Until one day, when it wasn't. Lily? Lily Bell? Are you in there? Say something! Lily! Try again. It's not... Mom? Lily? Are you all right? I'm okay. Are you? We're fine. I I think we're fine. The house, it... Hold on. I can barely hear... Just a little bit stuck. Move out of the way. There. Oh, thank heavens. Lily. Lily, come here. I was so afraid. I know, Mom. Don't you ever 
and I mean ever, disappear behind a supernatural basement door again. Do you hear me? Yes, Mom. You can smoke pot and go street racing and hang out at strip clubs all you want, young lady, but no more visits with ones who bloom. Are we clear? Okay, Mom, okay. Wait, what happened up here? Where's all the water? Yeah, things got a little weird up here. Weirder. Fenwood shifted a bit. No, that's not it. What's the word? Shit. Uh, Shuffled. Oh my god. Everyone in the... Abby? Chester? Is everyone okay up there? Like we were inside a a cube. um, Puzzle cube. A a Rubik's cube. Abby! We're fine. The attic walls, they... Chester's trying to calm everyone down. An angry eight-year-old with a Rubik's cube. It got cramped. I thought we were going to be... But it stopped. It went back to normal. And the water? Drained away. I don't know where. There's gonna be so much fucking mildew in the walls. Gonna cost a fortune to clean it up. Thanks for nothing, Blooms! Mom, it's dry. What? Feel the rug. Lily, what happened to your shoes? Not important. Feel the rug. Huh. How did... Okay. Fine, then. Okay, you temperamental son of a bitch. Thank you for not filling my house with mildew. And for not crushing everyone in the attic. And for giving my daughter back to me, safe and sound. I don't think he can hear you, Mom. He hears me just fine. Don't you, Blooms? No, Mom, I mean that... Lily, is he gone? I don't... It's hard to... Did Silas... No, it's not like that. They're not gone, exactly. They're at rest. For how long? I don't know. Forever? Mom, I don't know. Blooms and Silas, they needed to speak with each other. They needed to listen to each other. And they needed to rest. All of them needed to rest. Is this over then? Are we safe? Maybe. I doubt I need to remind anyone here that safety is both an imperfect expression of risk probability and relative to changing circumstances. (laughs) Thank you, Abby. That's exactly how I was going to say it. So you're just a fucking house now? You're just someplace I'm supposed to fucking live. Is that okay with you? Let me think about it. And the basement is just a basement? And I'm just an old woman who lives in an old house? Wes isn't coming back, is he? I'm sorry, Mom. Hello? Can I start bringing people back downstairs? Yes, Chester! Tell them single file, hold the hand railings, and I'm going to be checking bags when they leave. Mom, you can't just kick them out. No? Why not? Look out there, Lily Bell. It's not just the house. It's everywhere. She's right. The water's receding. I don't understand why it's dry in here, but soaked out there. Because the water in the house wasn't water. It was blooms. Is that somebody's car stuck in that tree? Lily! You're okay? I'm so relieved. (laughs) I'm all right, Chester. As well as can be expected. So you stopped him. You defeated Silas. I don't want to call it that. We don't have to worry about him anymore. Plenty else to worry about, though. 99 problems, and the revelator ain't one. My god, look at all the... What am I supposed to do now? Not what one wants to hear from the acting mayor, Chester. We've never had a disaster of this scale before. I don't know what 
comes next. There are other places that go through this a few times a year, Chester. You fill out forms, you make phone calls. It's a process. That part I know. I'm not talking about the paperwork. I'm talking about what happens to Mount Absalom. I hear you, but maybe answer the first question before you think about that one. You're right. One crisis at a time. I should get started. We'll get started. You're not in this alone. Thank you, Dot. No heavy lifting, though. Of of course not. And I don't do windows. Take care, Dot. You too, Chester. Is that my car? After the ghosts disappeared, the waters flowed back into the earth or evaporated into the air. The wolves wandered off into the forest. The diner and a few other buildings nobody had thought about for years faded away until it was like they'd never been there in the first place. And the people of Mount Absalom asked themselves what sort of town they should continue to live in. So this is the August Lodge. Abby! Hello! Welcome! Fairly typical architecture and interior decor for a building of this function. I'm surprised there isn't a taxidermied bear's head over one of the doorways. Oh, no, we haven't had one of those in here since 1987. My instincts are as sharp as ever. I wasn't sure if you'd come. I wasn't sure why you'd invited me. I know that the lodge was one of the few places in Mount Absalom you hadn't been given a chance to examine. For obvious reasons. How is Hazel, by the way? The doctors and Julian are doing their best. So she doesn't know I'm here? I don't believe it would help her recovery. And it's not her decision to make. You deserve to see all of Mount Absalom, not only the parts Hazel said you could. Look at you. Town Mayor and Head Delphic all in one. For now. You're aware there's a very dark history of what happens when you give one man too much power. About that. Uh, over here. I don't disagree with you. That's why, once we're done converting the August Lodge into the new town hall, I'll begin taking steps to dissolve the Delphic Order. To do what? Shh, 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 shh. Please, please. I haven't spoken to any of them about this yet. Why are you telling me? I can't talk to anyone else. I haven't even told Lulu yet. I don't understand, Chester. What prompted this? I've given it a lot of thought the past few weeks. About... Everything Lily told me she experienced while down in the well. Everything you tried to tell us when you first arrived. All of the truths that Hazel hid because my father hid them because the Delphics refused to accept them. The Order was founded to save us from the doom of the Revelator, and all our secrets nearly destroyed us anyhow. That's enough. Silas is gone and our work is complete. Time to close up shop. So that's it? That's it. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Chester, you can't dissolve the Delphic Order. What? I just explained- Yeah, I heard you. The mission statement said you were set up to fight Silas, and Lily took care of that for you. Well, yes. Credit where due, of course, but- But what were you all doing during the decades while you waited for the battle to start? You organized town bylaws. You held bake sales at the school. You organized the celery festivals and the hayrides and the- the craft fair. Crafternoon. You really want me to- Fine. Crafternoon. The Delphic Order owes Mount Absalom a few more crafter noons. That wasn't our purpose, though. That was... If we're being honest, that was a cover story, I guess you'd call it. You say that the Delphic Order was founded to save Mount Absalom from doom. What do you suppose happens to a small Midwestern town in the aftermath of a flood crisis whose Keystone celery soda manufacturer burned to the ground months prior? 
It's not as flashy as a vengeful preacher ghost, but I can tell you it still looks an awful lot like Doom. My god. There's only so much D'Souza's and the Golden Groove can do to fill the gap. What am I supposed to- But there's good news too, Chester. Mount Absalom already has an organized network of dedicated volunteers ready to do the work of getting the town back on its feet, as long as someone doesn't do something knuckleheaded like dissolve it. I know what the Delphic Order was for. It can change. You did. Did I? You must have. I don't dislike you as much as I used to. Maybe you're the one who changed. Like there was anything about me that needed to. You make a good argument, Abby. I know. I wouldn't have said anything otherwise. I don't suppose you have any other ideas you'd like to share? On community improvement, business development, and civic infrastructure? How many notebooks do you want to look at? All of them. Please and thank you. Let's get lunch before I leave, then. You're leaving? In a few days. That's the first time I've said that out loud. That might have hurt a little. You don't have to go. No, that's... I should get some distance. Helps me write. And I need to go visit my thesis advisor to discuss an extension. Would it help if I wrote a letter explaining that you were delayed by supernatural phenomena? There's a paragraph in his Antiquity 201 syllabus in bold red ink. The messenger Pheidippides ran so hard to deliver news of the Athenian victory at Marathon that it killed him. I expect your assignments to be in on time. Ouch. History departments are brutal. Huh. So is history. You get it. You know you can never perform that ridiculous pageant again, right? Mount Absalom has a lot to reconsider. Which won't be easy. Some of us are never going to accept it. I could use your help with that. You don't have to mold everyone's mind on this, Chester. Frankly, there's only one person you need to focus on. Myself. What? No. No. I'm not here to serve you that kind of nebulous New Age bullshit. I meant Jamie. Jamie. Of course. Align your chakras on your own time. Like you said, you Delphics spent forever keeping the truth about yourselves trapped outside the borders of the town, and it's probably too late for most of the elders to unlearn the fiction. Jamie still has a chance. I'm not even sure how to begin talking about it with him. He'll be okay. He's a strong kid. After everything he survived, do you really think a frank discussion of genocide and erasure is going to hurt him? No. You're right. You'll talk to him. He'll feel bad for a bit. He'll process it, and... Ultimately, he'll be grateful you didn't lie to him. He'll tell his friends. He'll take over the Delphics after you and share what he knows with whoever's in the Order. He'll tell his kids, and they'll tell their kids, and every generation after will be closer to the truth of what happened. I'm not ready to think about Jamie having grandkids. Our minds might work on different scales. All these years we called him the Revelator, and I never thought to ask what revelation he was trying to give us. Now you know. So, that's what you have to do with it. We will. I promise you. You don't have to promise me anything. I'm just passing through, remember? Wait. No, I take that back. I do want you to promise me something. Tell me. An observatory. Mount Absalom should have another one. It's not right for a dark sky town to be missing its observatory. That did cross my mind, but I don't want to rebuild the one on Chapel Hill. I agree. Leave that alone. You have somewhere else in mind. There's a spot just outside of town. Sinclair Knob. I know it. You hike up a trail for a while and there's a high clearing. There's an amazing view of the town and the sky from there. I have time later today. Can you show me? I will give you GPS coordinates. I don't hike unless I have no other options. I'm not sure how much authority we have to build on Sinclair Knob. Figure it out, Chester. Are you the mayor? Or are you the mayor? I'll take a look. Peltham Memorial Observatory? Tendulkar. 
You're right. That's what Rudy would have wanted, too. Thank you. It's my honor. So, the August Lodge of the Delphic Order. How many dimly lit subterranean chambers does this place have? Six. Wait, seriously? Follow me. Time passed in Mount Absalom the same way it passes in most small Midwestern towns. Not with a short goodbye and a hasty exit, but lingering at the doorway a few moments longer. Suddenly reminded of one last thing it meant to tell you. Maureen, enough! Ten seconds! You're supposed to shake the box for ten full seconds. Says who? It's in the rules, Russell. Oh, it is not, you big fat liar. It is. It is in the official worldwide championship rules of boggle. Nobody here is playing official worldwide championship boggle, Maureen. Oh, oh, now I've lost count. Guess I'll have to start over. For fuck's sake! There! Scrambled. Done. Play! Timer or no timer? What are you talking about? I just um, wondered if, you know, we should take our time instead of... I'm pretty sure the official worldwide championship rules say you use the timer. I think all Maureen is saying is that we don't want you to feel frustrated by the pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fucking coddle me, either of you. Time starts now. Eat my dust, losers. How's the lemon juice coming? Done. Here. Last round. Don't be a square. You know your mom's already here, right? You don't have to worry she's coming home early. Hell, she's already had two of these. I know. That's why this is the last one. She's drinking plenty of water. The cheese tray's almost gone. She's having fun, Lily. Let her have fun. I don't know how alcohol mixes with her medication. But I'm guessing it's not great. Fine, that's fair. It's just been so nice to see her this happy. She's like a big kid. Fuck you, Maureen! (laughs) I know. That's why she'll overdo it if I let her. Come on. That's five for Russell, seven for Maureen, and... Oh! Oh my! Will you look at that? Maureen, I'm having trouble reading my own handwriting. What does that say? Okay, Dot. That looks like a 12. Or maybe it's a 13. I can't tell. Better count again. All right, last round, everyone. Don't be a square. That's what I said. I'm good. The last two were plenty. I have to drive home. Dibs on Russell's. No, Mom. Say, listen. Since we're all here, Russell and I had an idea the other day that we wanted to run past the two of you. Oh, we're telling them now. Sure. Why not? No time like the present. (laughs) That's a joke. I didn't realize it till I said it. You're drunk and I love it. (laughs) Goddamn right I am. Okay, so listen. Russell and I have a present for you, Dot. If it's okay with you and with Lily... See, that's why when I said no time like the present, it was a joke. (laughs) Spit it out, Maureen. Russell and I would like to take you on a trip, Dot. A trip? Where? Anywhere. What do you mean, anywhere? Your choice, Dot. Pick a destination. Or pick a few destinations. Wherever you want. We'll take you. The three of us off on an adventure. Wherever I... You can't say something like that. The world is so 
How much money are we talking here? You're not talking about money. I told you, it's a present. You didn't sell the ice cream shop, did you? No, it... Stop asking questions. Russell and I have you covered. Where do you want to go? Ah! Mom, what are you doing? Out! Dot? Both of you, get out! Wait, Dot, what did we... I said get the fuck out, Maureen! Mom, I don't understand why you're... Look at me, Mom. Do you know who I am? Of course I know who you are. Who am I? Lily. You're my daughter, Lily, and that's your girlfriend, Marisol, and that's Russell and Maureen, and I want them both to get out. I'm not having an episode, Lily. I'm just fucking pissed off. We can go. I'm sorry, Lily. No, stay. Marisol, can you please... Sure. Hey, Russell, Maureen. Let's go to the kitchen. Okay. Sure. I told Marisol it wasn't a good idea to mix your medication with gin. Don't start. I'm fine. You threw a boggle tray across the room. A woman's entitled to do that in her own house once in a while. Not for no good reason. Mom, talk to me. You don't want to go on a trip with Russell and Maureen. That's fine. That's your choice. That's still not how you treat your friends. They were trying to... Oh, they were trying to. Trying to what, Lily? Trying to be kind to the rotting corpse in the room? They don't look at you that way, Mom. None of us do. No? We'll see, Lily Bell. We'll see. You know, when you told me that he was gone, the one who blooms, the one who makes ghosts, the one who made me water the fucking stones all the fucking time, you told me he was sleeping or whatever. And do you know what your stupid mother thought for a moment? Your stupid mother thought... Holy shit. That must be why my brain started to... That's why I have this. And then your stupid mother thought, then maybe... Maybe if he's asleep or whatever, this is going to go away. Oh, Mom. Please tell me you didn't stop taking your medication. Of course not. I said I was stupid, not that I was a complete idiot. I kept taking it. Just in case. I kept doing my crossword puzzles at night and my Sudokus at breakfast. And then a few weeks later, I woke up in the middle of the night standing in the kitchen. I'd cracked every egg in the refrigerator and put them, shell and all, into the frying pan. Like I was going to make a shitty omelet for a baseball team. We're lucky I didn't burn the house to the fucking ground. You didn't tell me that happened. Why didn't you tell me? Why do you think... Because I was embarrassed. It's not your fault. I know that. I can still feel embarrassed. Not just about the eggs. About what I thought. That maybe this was going away. That maybe it was going to get better instead of getting worse. You think I don't want to go on a trip with Russell and Maureen? It sounds so wonderful, Lily. The three of us on a ship, maybe? Or taking a train through Europe? Having a few bottles of wine some Saturday afternoon and trading stories about our kids? Offering to walk Russell back to his room and then inviting myself in for the evening? Mom! What? We're all thinking it. He's being too much of a fucking gentleman about it, but... Anyway. It doesn't matter, Lily. I'm not doing that. But why not? It sounds amazing. 
Because I'm not going to make them deal with me on a bad night. You don't want them to see you when you're... I don't want to be a burden to them while they're trying to enjoy themselves. I refuse to. Oh my god, mom. Listen to me. Russell and Maureen are grown-ups. I guarantee you that they have already thought about what it might mean to take care of you while you're with them. They thought about it, and they still came to ask you to come with them. Because they're not going to enjoy themselves if you're not there. Does that make sense? Yes. They love you, Mom. They are going to love you, no matter what you look like and no matter how bad it gets. And I know that because I've been with you when it happens. And I don't love you any less either. Oh, Lily. Oh, shh. It's all right, Mom. I'm going to go away. Good. Yes. Go with them. No. I mean that I'm going to leave you. I don't want to leave you, Lily Bell. Please tell me that I'm going to keep you. I don't care what else goes away. I don't care if we go to every wonder of the world and then I come back home and forget I saw any of it. I don't care if I forget my own fucking name. You. Lily. My beautiful, precious Lily. Please, let me remember you. Until there's nothing left of me, please let me remember you. I'm here, Mom. It's me. It's Lily. It's Lily. I'll be here for you. Always, Mom. Are you okay? <laughs> no. But good enough. Send them back in if they're not terrified of me. <laughs> You're Dot Harper. All of us are terrified of you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Lily Bell. I love you so much. I love you too, Mom. I'll send you postcards. You'd better. More time passed. Mount Absalom, a town where the ghosts had once walked freely through the streets and celery fields, grew accustomed to being nothing more than itself. Its people could feel that something wonderful had been lost, but they could also feel that something heavy had been lifted. Where there once had been mist, there was clarity. A town need not have ghosts to be haunted, but a haunting need not be a curse either. We got another postcard. Where from? Greetings from Cleveland, the forest city. Uh-huh. <laughs> I put it up on the fridge next to Cincinnati and Toledo. And the postmark? Faded a bit. Might be Tokyo. <laughs> Lord, the three of them loose in Japan. <laughs> Coming this way. Godzilla, run for your life. No letters from Russell or Maureen, though? No. Probably a good sign. Probably. She's fine, Lily. I'm sure she is. 
This must have been what it was like when I'd be late getting home from a movie. You weren't going to movies on the other side of the world. You know what I mean. She's fine, Lily. I'm sure she is. But someone's walking up the driveway. Does that look like... A man with two dogs? Yes. You said Silas was asleep. So maybe it was only a power nap. Hello? Hello? I can see you. Who's there? Lily? Yes? Hello, Lily. I'm Theodore Wesley. You can call me Wes. Wes? Is that really you? No. It's not really me. I was never really me, Lily. You can call me Wes. May we speak? Oh, hello there. (gasps) Hi. Yes, I do see you. Hello. These aren't Silas's dogs? No, his were bigger. One is Pharaoh, one is Harper. Harper? Names that were important to Wes. When Wes was Wes. When I was Wes. May we speak, Lily? Isn't that what we're doing? Elsewhere. Alone. A walk, please. Walk with you where? Not far. The woods. Lily, I don't know about this. He doesn't sound like Wes. I'm not Wes. You can call me Wes. See? Would you feel safer if I wasn't, Wes? No. I'm glad to see you. Please walk with me, Lily. Lily, don't. It's all right, Marisol. He's not Wes. I know that. He's Wes enough. I'll be back, Mari. I promise. This is the last time I agree to this. Marisol? What? Please tell Spikes that I'll miss her. Who exactly am I telling her said that? Please tell her I was Wes. All right. I can do that. Goodbye, Marisol. Goodbye, Wes. Once there was a young woman named Lily Harper. And one night, she walked into the woods with the last ghost of Mount Absalom. I can't feel Dot. Did she depart? Not in the way you're asking. She's only going to be gone for a little while. I'm sad not to see her again. Then you're not back. Back? No. I'm here only to speak with you. And to walk again. See the sky. There's so much sky. How are you? Are you asking Wes? I'm asking you. I'm asking all of you. I am resting. As you said, I should. Are you healing? It will take time. There was so much sadness. So much anger. So much pain. I'm sorry. Such a short time for us, but so much to learn. There were lives that were stories. The stories were yours, and the memory of the stories became ours. I put the memory of the stories back among you to give you peace. To give you meaning. To give you happiness. To give you connection. I wanted you to have the shape of what I'd once known. I did not understand. The longer a memory lives the less like itself it remains. Yeah, it's never your memory alone. Everyone who passes through the memory has their own story about it. The stories passing through other stories. The stories becoming other memories. There's never one true memory. There's never one true story. There isn't. We do the best we can with the memory we have. So much to learn. What will you do now? No more than this. 
I will rest. I will heal. I will hold my memories within me. This echo of Wes will walk occasionally and listen to the story that is told of Mount Absalom, that is told within Mount Absalom. Wes will hold the memory of the story, and when I awaken, Wes will be here to tell me. You will tell anyone who still lives here that story as well. So you will come back? I might. When? I don't feel we'll meet again, Lily. That long, then. Can I hug you, Wes? I'd like that, Lily. Goodbye, Wes. Goodbye, Blooms. And Lily Harper walked back through the woods to what remained of the house where she had once been a child. She nestled into the arms of her lover and gazed out the window at the stars above them. Her mind drifted back and forth between memory and speculation, between old ghosts fading away and new horizons coming into view. She thought of the people she'd lost, the people she'd gathered, the ones who had only ever been passing through. She imagined the days passing into months, passing into years, the way that wellsprings cut rivers through rock and carried the past away in their currents. Lily floated for a moment upon the churning surface of those waters until she finally fell asleep. And I believed, for perhaps the first time in my life, that I was home. Celery Festival Well it has come and gone Replaced by the first breath of fall The leaves out on the lawn Everything is fleeting History rolls right along But while our hearts are beating Let's put one last record on Good night, good night to Mount Absalom. Some memories remain, some just remain gone, but oh, 15 miles past Julian, the song continues on. Good night, good night, Mount Absalom. The faces at the grocery store Familiar as your hand Or that old squeaky stairboard Gotta dodge it if you can We sang and danced on Halloween Drank coffee with old friends We cried as bright lights close to us Winked out of sight again Hello, hello to Mount Absalom. Some memories remain, some just remain gone. But 15 miles past Julian, the song continues on. Hello, hello 
to Mount Absalom, a homemade welcome casserole, the sense that we've been blessed, the house above the graveyard, with room still for new guests. Now kids are drawing mazes, and the stars shine on the hill. And something deep amazes me about this old place still. Good night, good night to Mount Absalom. Some memories remain, some just remain gone. But like the celery and the sky now, I'm here in storm and calm. Good night, good night. To Mount Absalom. This episode features Clarissa Cherie Rios as Lily, Marsha Harmon as Dot, Amelia Bethel as Marisol, Kathleen Hoyle as Abby, Pat King as Chester, Clint Worthington as Russell, Corbett Pascoe as Maureen D'Souza. Michael Turrentine as Wes. Written by Bilal Dardai. Sound design by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Assistant director, Lauren Grace Thompson. Recording engineer, Mel Reuter. Associate producer, Ani Engdahl. Unwell lead sound designer, Eli Hamada McElveen. Producer, Haiti Soufrant. Executive producers, Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By... HeartLife NFP. And a huge thank you to our supporting producers from Patreon. Adam Goodman, Steve Diamond, Alexi Feller, Calico Davis, Caitlin White, Megan McLean, Nick Keenan, and Stephanie Cross. HeartLife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. Good night, good night. To Mount Absalom, good night, good night. Mount Absalom, good night, good night. To Mount Absalom. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 
Edgar said to the interviewer he was convinced that the thing out there was in a vault. Yeah, I know what he thought. Dr. Edgar's didn't think it was designed to keep things out. I know what he, he thought. thought. It was designed to keep something in. Do you even understand the difficulty trying to keep a base like Fathom at the bottom of the ocean from killing everyone in it on a daily basis? Oh my god. Everyone hold on to something. I think whatever is on the other side of that door out there, it's not friendly. I think it's trying to get out. That, my friend, is a dire combination. That's a bad sign. Get out of the door! It's spreading like some kind of technological contagion. We can either stop it here or watch the world burn. Fathom, the first season of Derelict. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Or learn more at derelictpodcast.com.